Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have three fantabulous business owners, and I'm going to jump right in, and we're going to start with Miss Laura. Good morning, Miss Laura. Hello there. Excited to be here. Um, do you want me to just jump right in? Jump right <laughs> in. Tell us about yourself. Tell us okay. what this is and, and why we need to know what it is that you do. Okay, well, my first business was with a multi-level marketing company, and through that, uh, it actually it wasn't so much the money and the products, which I absolutely love and I'm still with, but it was the mind frame change that I had been with, uh, with go-getters. <laughs> and so with proceeds from that, uh, I started a real estate investment company actually down in Texas, uh, and now I just started one in New York with my husband. So... My latest thing, though, is that I just wrote a book um, out last December. I just wrote, so it's been almost a year. But it's called Unipreneur, How to Live Your Passion, House Full of Dream Killers. And that's really where I am right now because I've been married uh, 40 years. Um, and my book tells the process of this, that at, at about 18 years into the marriage, we, uh, uh, my husband, we, we were a faithful church-going family. And my husband lost his faith and it kind of turned everything upside down. So I had to find my, who I am, you know, and uh, so it started with that, uh, uh, even though it wasn't a business, it was holding my faith and doing what I, I of the killer. My husband's my dream killer. Some of my kids are six children, uh, three boys, three girls. And so there are some of, I had dream killers in the house, you know, and, but, and it took me probably a good 15 years to work through that process and discover who I am. And so that's what my, my book is that step of, of condensing 20 years of kind of walking through the muck <laughs> so that other women don't have to, can start, use my experiences as a starting point, you know, to, to jump off. Uh, where, where they don't have to go through all that junk that I did. And so I'm very happy now. My husband is, I wouldn't call him, he's not a dream killer so much as anymore. I wouldn't call him a dream builder. I am. I love, I love not only building my dreams, but helping people dream, uh, build theirs and following passions. So, um, my husband doesn't fight on it anymore. He's just, uh, he's kind of harder. He's an observer, you know, so he likes what he likes, the fruits of labor. <laughs> <laughs> if you will, but he, he doesn't bother, bother me anymore on it. Um, he actually supports me in it and he's a great customer with my MLM. <laughs> it's funny, but anyway, so that's, um, I have, I don't know if this will come in backwards, Penor, how to live your passion in a house full of dream killers. So that's my niche. And I, I love to women in particular women entrepreneurs to, um, build their businesses and still build deep relationships with dream killers that they really choose to have in their lives. You know, I think a lot of times people will have this big dream and they, they feel like I can't, and it, you know, they, they get to, you know, they share it with their loved ones and they say, Oh, you're crazy, crazy. Or they say, you know, that's the, you know. and so whatever the negative reaction is a lot of women in particular, I think they do one of two things. Some people, very few people, will just run with their dreams and actually abandon their dream killers. You know, you see this in Hollywood and in sports figures and, and stuff like that, where they just completely give up their families to pursue their passion. 
However, what most of us do is we give up our dream. We think, oh, I can't do that and have a successful relationship with my dream killer. And a lot of people do that. And no, I did it for years. Um, but I'm here to tell people that you can have both. You can actually follow your passion and you can have wonderful relationships. You know, I'm closer to my husband now than I, I ever have been, you know, and I'm, and that's with my having my businesses. So, uh, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And that's, that's my basic message. So, um, there you go. And if you have any questions, ask. I want to say <laughs> to you that I wish I had your book 20 years ago. I literally have just done everything that you just said, and I um, have only been married a month. And so I am a newlywed, and I had to abandon the people that I was harboring for 20 years that was telling me that I was crazy, and I finally leaped. And so there came my business. But, you know, what you're saying is so important because a lot of times people will disregard their business and they won't validate themselves and they won't stamp approval on it all because of the dream killers. And you say it so eloquently because I've never thought of it as dream killers, but that's exactly what it is because no matter what you say, people like to tell you you're off the wall or you're outside the box or what makes you think that you can do that and you can pull that off or you can change somebody's mind about something. And, and that's the power that we all have is that we can do those things. But as long as we're listening to those people, whether it be a relationship, a boss, a sibling, a parent, anybody in our lives can, can damage that. I mean, mm -hmm. just somebody bullying or devaluing your idea, there would have been no book, there wouldn't have been multiple businesses, and you finally shook it off and said, listen, I'm going this way, you can hold on to my leg, but I'm gonna drag you, because it's going down. You know, and that's, that's what happens to a lot of us. I can see that a lot of the other women are like, yeah, you know, so thank you for what you do. I just wish I would have met you a long time ago and I can't wait to read your book. Well, thank you. And you know, what's funny is that I wish I had had my book 20 years ago, <laughs> but uh, one thing I wanted, I forgot to mention, I have in the book, um, the nine middle chapters, um, I have action steps to take and half of them are for promoting your business you know working with your business and your mindset and the other ones are working with your relationship um, because I find our relationships I should put a plural on that um, you know you mentioned uh, you know siblings and parents and you know all these people that are close to you that can be dream killers um, I think the biggest thing for me that I that took a long time for me to realize was my dream killer didn't even realize he was a dream killer he didn't do it because he was mean he did it because, uh, well, for several reasons. One is, you know, he didn't want to see me fail. He didn't want me to have to, you know, he wanted to provide and not have me have to, you know, do, but he didn't realize I want to do this. You know, I, I want to, you know, and, and so it was, it was more out of a, you know, oh, don't rock the boat. It's, it'll be okay. You know, you don't need to do this, you know, um, and he did say very hurtful things. You know, he came out and said, you know, this is crazy. You know, this is stupid. And, um, you know, that hurts, but his motive was, was okay. You know, and once I realized, you know, he wasn't doing that to me, he was doing it for himself. And that was a whole different, different mindset. So the action steps that I take in here are for building relationships with, with people that you want to keep in your lives, because there's a whole nother section in there on 
actually getting away from people who bring you down that you don't need to be with. You know, I, I changed friends. Um, and it's not that I, I don't, you know, I, I didn't say get, get out of here. I don't like you, you know, but I stepped out of that and got with a more, you know, like I said, it was with my MLM. I got with a positive crowd and what a huge difference that made in my life uh, for me personally. And that's how I was able to grow to a point where I could actually say, Oh, I can follow my dream and I can take care of the naysayers at home. You know, so but you do have to weed out who do you want to keep in your life and who do you need to step away from? Because that's important too. Definitely. Um, Laura, it is, it, it's really interesting to be, to be in this group and, um, I had no idea who else was going to be here, but our stories are very, very similar. Our businesses seem to be uh, my business. I do um, a custom website and graphic design, but it's all based in this idea that your story, who you are, discovering who you are and your passions and all of that is so vitally important to to a good business plan to building a, a effective business strategy too many times we start to get into business and we we hear that from podcasts and uh, webinars and books and all these things that pour into our lives that this is what you need to do in order to be successful as a business person and it gets to the point where you start trying to follow all these different things and you pretty, pretty soon you're left doing something that is so different from what you set out to do in the first place. And, um, and for me, um, that was a, that was a hard lesson to learn. I've been in graphic design now for 26 years, been in website design for about 10. Um, but that wasn't really what I set out to do. I was, um, I actually was an associate pastor at one point in time. Um, I was, um, all over the place working in churches and that sort of thing. And that completely burnt me out. I was, I lost my faith. I lost my ability to trust church uh, church leadership, and so I I totally hear you on the on the dream killer front there. Um, but in doing so, I had to come to terms with who I was, and and realize that in my own life, I had become what I had become something that I really didn't like. I had become what everybody else had wanted me to become, and it nearly killed me. And so. My passion is to help entrepreneurs, help small business owners really discover that passion within, that story within, and to, to learn how do, how do we use that to build effective brands and web designs. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with that. And, and, you know, the thing is, I, I truly believe that every individual on the planet has unique divine gifts to give that only they can give. And if they give those gifts, the world becomes such a much a, a beautiful place, you know, and it, it raises the vibration level of every, everybody. And most people don't give those gifts and you don't know the world doesn't stop, but there's, it's not as good as it would be if they would give their gifts, not only for them personally, but for the world. You know, I think it's a, it's a community thing. And if we, if we all give our gifts, I just, it would be so fantastic. 
That is so true. And, you know, I really, I emphasize to everybody how important it is because everybody's like, well, who do you want on the show? And, you know, what type of woman do you want? And I tell everybody, they think I'm crazy because everybody's concept is narrow, 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 right? The reality of it is we are more similar than we are different, but no matter what our titles are in our businesses, we're still unique. And no matter what, we bring something different to the table. I don't care who you are. I don't care how similar your business plan may be or even your background. We're different. You know, we can look at the same thing and get something completely different out of it because our stories and our walks have prepared us for what it is that we're supposed to do. And unfortunately, and thankfully, at the same time, many of us, it took 20 years to get to. You know, it's like we, we look at our lives and we, we try to figure out why did we have to go through all of this and it better make sense at the end of it. You know, and like Ellie said, faith is a huge thing for me. One of my best friends is a bishop's wife and she tells me all the time, you're not a coach, you're a minister. And I'm like, what, whatever. But it's, it's one of those things where if you are made to speak life into people, you are just designed for that. But there's so many ways you can do that. And like Ellie said, she was in the church trying to utilize that gift, but that creative niche was being abandoned. And so now here she is, she's figured out a way to market that and make it a thing and make it help other people identify who they are and what that looks like. And even as an entrepreneur for me, Ellie, you would be instrumental because it took me six months to figure out how to say or do what I was trying to do. I know I love God, I know I love people, and I know I love women especially. But how do you put all that together? You know, it's all these things I've known how to do. And like you said, I've worked in nonprofits, I worked in the prison for 10 years. I've worked in all of these serving professions, but ultimately I was not happy. I was bonded, you know, and I wanted to, to get those shackles off and be able to be free and not conform to society and what they said it was I was supposed to do. So, in what both of you guys are talking about, I validate, cosign, agree wholeheartedly. But luckily, we grow so much in all of that. And if we hadn't gone through half of what we went through and gone down those crazy roads, we wouldn't know where we were really designed to be. And so for people who may not understand that, like when you're getting someone who's walked a different walk and then has turned it into a business, I tell everybody, most of our businesses came from a problem that we were trying to solve or a purpose that we finally found and that's who you need on your team so i'm gonna hush yes, Anybody? A, a, a comment on that just a phrase that one of my coaches says he says turn your pain into passion and i really like and or pain i'm sorry pain into purpose you know because that's really that's really what we do and i think uh if we can take what we've learned and take the hard times uh, and find the good in them and how we can help others not have to deal with that, then, then we're better off and so are they. You know, that's, that's part of giving our gifts. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and piggybacking on that, um, Annika, um, the, I, I just heard a, a, um, a message from a woman named Lisa Turkhurst, and I don't know if any of you are familiar with her, but she had, she had talked about this, this time when she went into the hospital with this excruciating pain and the, the medications wouldn't, um, wouldn't touch it. The doctors didn't know what in the world it was, uh, what in the world was going on. And she 
asks, why in the world did I have to go through all of this pain and suffering? And um, she was ready to give up on that. And in in going through the pain, if she hadn't gone through that that painful experience, the doctors would have stopped looking for whatever was wrong. And she wouldn't be around today because it was this very serious issue with her um, with her stomach lining and all that. And, you know, there are times when we look at our life and we go, why in the world did I go through that painful experience? Why in the world did I end up dealing with all of this? And sometimes, you know, as a person of faith, I, I say, you know, God brings us through, through certain things and puts us in these places where we experience pain because at some point in our life, that pain is going to resonate with somebody else and you are going to be able to uniquely minister to whoever that might be in your life. So just want to encourage you in that one. Yeah. And adding on to that, you know, I think, um, I, I know when I do coaching, I'm right. I'm up front right at the beginning. I say, if you have a victim complex and you're blaming everybody else and you're mad at God, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to help you. Um, you'll have to find somebody else because I coach people who want to change. They want to turn, like I said, uh, their, their pain into passion or purpose. You know, they want to uh, be positive and bring, bring people up. And as long as somebody is in that attitude and not being a victim and, Oh, woe is me, then they can be helped and they can move, move forward. So um, that's just a little, tidbit there. Hi. Um, A little bit of my backstory. I uh, started in the restaurant business. Um, The hours were difficult for my marriage. Um, So I never really thought of myself as a cube person, but my husband really wanted me in like the nine to five role instead of the two to 1 a.m. So I started working for this guy who was horrible, horrible employer. Um, but I learned a lot and I got paid to learn. So I was grateful in that respect. Um, and then one day I was like, you know what? I can take everything I learned here and start my own business. So I did just that. Um, so that ties right in with, you know, making your pain, your passion. And that has become a huge, huge business opportunity for me that just, it was just a crack in the door that I've kicked wide open. Um, so I started my business, Old Woods Business Services, um, primarily bookkeeping and accounting, but I do um, business incubation. I try to help other people find a way, an outlet for their passion as well. Um, one of my clients is a art therapist and she just is about to celebrate her one year anniversary. So we're trying to do a little bit of organization for her. Um, but that's what it's all about, helping people find find their passion, helping them develop that. And that's part of my passion. So it, it just, it goes both ways. And it's such a pleasure to help other people grow in the same way I've learned to grow. So, yeah. Abby, tell us a little bit more about your specialty. Um, well, I'm, I have multiple clients, um, in the bookkeeping world, which keeps things interesting and every client is a little bit different. Um, but I really love 
the part I love most is not necessarily the, the bookkeeping and the data entry stuff. It's helping business owners get a better financial picture of their business and maybe help them kind of reorganize their their finances so they can live a little bit more comfortably or grow their business in other ways or in in some cases, a lot of cases, you know, the accounting is so necessary, but it's not what they're good at. I'm good at that. And so they're able to do what they're good at and I can do what I'm good at. So it's symbiotic, you know, it's a great balance and I have really great relationships with my clients because I help point them in ways that they can do better. So, yeah. I just want to say that's wonderful, Abigail. That goes right along with what Ellie and I were saying about everybody has their own gifts. You have a gift I don't have. <laughs> we may need to connect. <laughs> um, but, you know, everybody has things that they like to do and things they don't like to do. And that was actually a hard thing for me to do was to let go of things and, and either delegate certain things or, or uh, pay for certain things to let other people handle certain things. That was hard for me. Um, that, that, yeah, so it, that I'm glad you brought that up, you know, that, that you have, you have something that, and you enjoy doing something that a lot of people don't. So kudos to you. <laughs> Thank you. I actually have the same problem. I have a little bit of a, a problem giving some control over. I'm at a point where I should probably hire somebody part-time, but I'm just, I'm worried that they're not going to do as good of a job as I can do. And I want them to represent my brand well. So. I have an intern, but she unfortunately is in college and in Georgia, which doesn't really do me much good. Um, moving to Maine and leaving New Jersey, you know, I want some representation still in New Jersey, but I have to find that right person. and I can't drag it out too long, or otherwise it'll just never happen. So, gotta happen soon. <laughs> that is so true because I'm right in the outsource phase and I have gotten cockeyed from doing my website the other day. I did 12 hours and I was like, uh, I just need a break. But I'm to that point where it's like, I need legal, I need this, I need that. And I'm like, eh. but I'll tell you guys what came, came of that is that um, my business consultant said, Anika, it's time. And I was like, okay. So the reality of it is, is that I created this platform and CEO of She, my Facebook group, is a safe haven for business women to get together on an intimate level and mingle. Because when we're talking like this, we can actually see each other's personality and we can see each other's value and content, which is so different than a Facebook post. You know, a lot of people spam and they think that they get their message across and it totally does not. It's a turn off to me. And so this platform and CEO of she and my website full of powerful women who I've listened to heard a little bit of their business strategies and even the podcast you can kind of hear who's different who whose personality fits your team because as you said Abby you can't just pick anybody for, to represent your brand if they don't have the heart that you have and especially with being Christian women that's a whole niche that you know I have people who often want to add on to my pages that, you know, have videos of cursing and things like that. Like it has to represent who you are and what you're trying to say. And it is a very personal decision and it puts us in very vulnerable stages. And this is why I tell people that there's not much difference between people and populations. My whole career, I've worked in mental illness, in prisons, in child welfare, 
And those were all vulnerable states. But when I became a business owner, I realized how vulnerable we as women are when we're trying to protect our business, protect our brand, still run our families, still be wives, still be sisters, and do it well. And that is something that a lot of people take for granted. They think that, oh, it's easy when you have your own business because you don't have to show up if you don't want to and you don't have to do this. We don't have PTO. We don't have sick leave. We don't have vacation time. We don't have anybody else that can be us, you know? And this is the stuff that I want listeners to hear. When I say just talk and tell your story, it's because yes, our stories are different, but we as women, we're a lot more similar than we are, uh, uh, you know, different. And also we got to support each other in that. Because like you said, Laura, when I started surrounding myself by like-minded women, there's a difference between driven women and at a stop sign for a couple of years, you know, and, and, and it, it, you conform and you get complacent, you know, because you say that you want to move and you want to grow and you want to grow and you want to grow, but then you feel guilty and that loyalty kicks in to where, okay, well, this person did this for me, so I don't want to just leave them in the dust. But then when your brain is like, listen, there's something in you and there's something on your heart and it's time to just hit go, you got it. You got to abide by that. So I just want to thank you guys for, for what you do. And I want to offer uh, you guys to, to share a little bit more, but I just think it's really important for listeners and other women to hear that, you know, that we are all the same. We have the same struggles. And for many of us, <laughs> Abby, it was a boss that came to me one morning and I decided that day it was time for me to start a business. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a thing, but yes, I just want to say that, you know, whatever our push is, it's, it's definitely necessary. And, and we don't tend to do anything until we get uncomfortable and that pain turns into purpose and thank God for that. Any comments ladies on anything? I just wanted I just to say one thing about kind of what you just said. One of the hard things about being a, an entrepreneur is that most of the people that we come across don't think like us. They don't have goals like us. Even in my own family, it's encouraged to work for other people, build other people's dream, collect that safe paycheck. And I just knew that was not for me. And it's really hard to be around people and continue to work towards a goal when you know, yeah, they support you and they support what you do, but bottom line is they just don't get it. They think, yep, you, you work for yourself, show up when you want, you know, work however you want, but it's not like that. There is nobody telling you that you have to get X, Y, and Z done today. Nobody pushing you, nobody there to support you. You just have to wake up and make sure you get it done. And there's nothing, nothing can get in the way and accept yourself and that's tough to deal with absolutely i have uh one of my daughter actually two of my daughters are entrepreneurs but our youngest is 20 and uh she's just started her own business uh last year and uh she's we're, we're helping her navigate the the tax stuff and all that this year you know and, and the reports that need to be done and all that uh, new york is really strict <laughs> so um just last night, my husband said to our daughter, why don't you just get a real job? It would be a lot easier. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, you know, dream killer. <laughs> but 
uh, I, I, on the other hand, am just opposite. I am kudos to her for doing this. I mean, she can fall back on us, you know, if, if there is a major problem, but she's learning, she's got this desire and she's doing a great job at, you know, uh, so yeah, it's surrounding yourself with people who, who are your cheerleaders are so important. And Anika, I love this platform of yours. It's absolutely marvelous because you're right. Uh, we women really need this. We, we are, we love companionship and camaraderie and, when you're with other women who are moving forward and wanting to better the world, we can do anything. We really can do anything. You know, if you're stuck in the I hold you back. But that when you're with women like us, these other two women and you <laughs> this is marvelous platform here thank you it was like i said it came from a need you know an unmet need you know i know for me i love to be around other people and if i can't get that from my network and actually my family has always been very distant and so my friends have become become my family and when I got married a month ago, I married a military man. So I'm in the middle of nowhere now, away from everything that I know. And I didn't want to isolate behind my screens all day, every day. I wanted a way to reach out to the world and have interaction, you know, because it's very hard to get lost in what it is you're trying to do. And when you lose yourself in that, it's very hard to get back. And it's not healthy. So this way we can communicate, but not only that, a lot of us don't have time to do a lot of research and a lot of digging to figure out what we need. When we have a need, we need that, that met right then. Like I spent so many hours researching, you know, it could be a uh, one thing that I need for my website or one thing for the podcast or something that I need. And I'm trying to create a platform where you can literally come to my page. And if, if you can't find it, you can see somebody who can answer your question quickly. And that saves us so much time and allows us not to get deterred by the small things. Because when you are a dream chaser, it could be a small thing that kills your dream. You know, you, we fight so many battles. It could be that one thing where like, you know what, fine, forget it. I give up. I'll just go get a job. It's so easy to do that. And so many people do. And I don't want that. I want each of us to tell our stories and to reach others. And, and that's important because we all have value. So Ellie and Abigail. Well, my, it's it's interesting to be a part of a, um, of all of these communities and everything like that. For me, it is a, it is a huge shift in in my world. Um, I mentioned before that I I was an associate pastor at one point in time. I was I was in full time ministry, and here's the interesting thing that I, I don't know how much of my story you um, you're aware of or. If any of you have have seen me online before, but um, I wasn't born female, and this has been a transition that has been taking place over the last year and a half. Um, it is a brand brand new experience for me to be in this in this realm with other women because this is how this is 
how I've always felt. This is how I've always um, connected with people. But to be um, to be active in a space like this um, has, is just incredible. To um, and that and that goes into why I do what I do. The the importance of identity and the importance of embracing who you are, because otherwise it. It is so self-destructive to try to to try to live in somebody else's expectations. It will literally destroy your soul and who you are to try to fit in somebody else's box. And it's not fair to you and it's not fair to them because you're not living your best life. And it's so important to do that. That's I mean not to compare my situation at all, but working for that, that man who belittled me and treated me like crap in general, you know, driving to work every day was a nightmare. And I just, I grew up in the woods up in New Hampshire and moving to North Jersey where I'm in bumper to bumper traffic, going to a nine to five, literally just started to eat away at me. And it, it just destroyed my soul and it destroyed who I was as a person. And it was the catalyst for change. Yeah, definitely. The, um, I, that was the situation I was in before my, the last uh, church job that I was in. It was not only that he just belittled us, the, the pastor belittled us and said all sorts of just stuff to us. Uh, but so it, it killed me as a person, but at the same time, it also killed my faith completely because we were expected to be there on Sunday, expected to be in worship and to have that, the, the two, the two worlds just didn't mesh and it was, it was so hard. So. Yeah, I think everybody has to come to some critical point to make change, you know, change is, change is not easy. It's much, it's much easier to just stay safe where you are, even if it's uncomfortable. And I remember who, uh, when you have a pain that's so difficult that you stay in it to survive, you have to make a huge change. And I'm grateful that all of us made positive changes and that we're, because uh, otherwise you just give up. You know, and, and, you know, you see so many people living in pain and you say, why do they do that? You know, why do they get to this? Or why do they do this? Why do they do that? It's because they're in pain, you know, and they, they gave up. So we hope people, you know, and I love that. Yeah. And I came from being a therapist and a mental health case manager. And like I said, working in prisons. And so my whole career, I've watched people in pain, but Laura, you said something earlier that took a long time for me to accept was that you can't help people who don't want help. And my whole career, I was placed in situations where it was either court mandated or something like that. So when I started my business, that was my first thing was to go to, um, to trying to seek out people who I knew needed help. And they knew they needed help, but I was pulling teeth just trying to get them to listen to what I was trying to say to them and they weren't implementing what I was saying. And then I was going to bed at night and I was exhausted and I was like, wait a minute, this is not an idea of what I'm supposed to do. And a marketing strategist said to me, she said, Anika, first thing you have to do is determine who your ideal client is. 
it needs to be somebody who wants change. And I'm like, why would somebody who wants change need me? Because they've, they've probably already done the research, but then I realize everybody doesn't think like me. So you do have some people that are there that need me that are just sitting there. And I said, you know, this stuff makes you think outside the box because you really have to come outside of yourself and think on the other side of what people need and how would they receive it? And if it were you, how would it come to you? And it's funny, Laura, too, because I try to talk to my husband and we're opposites. And I'm looking at him and he, it's going over his head. And I'm like, you know what? Never mind. And that's where the platforms are good because then if I say it to somebody else and they get it, and I'm like, see, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I knew I was making sense. But that's why it's important to have that. And Ellie, you know, I saw on your profile about identity and the word jumped out of the page to me. And now it makes sense because for a long time, I, I feel like I've, I've struggled with my identity for a long time, but mine came from trauma. And so, you know, trying to put on that strong face of trying to act a certain way when internally you're feeling a certain way, that is something that a lot of people never break free from. So I commend you because you broke free and freedom is everything. You know, and, and Laura used the word safe and too many people play it safe too much. And if I can say anything to anybody, one of the reasons why I call it your voice is because your voice has more power than anything else in the world. And if we never speak our truths, if we never speak up, if we never demand respect, if we never demand to be heard, we won't be. And it won't hurt anybody but us and the people like us. And so no matter what we represent, what we're trying to do with our lives and who we're trying to reach, if we never speak our voice, it's a disservice to the world. So, you know, I agree with the way Laura said it. She said, you know, the world is out there, you know, but each of us has something to bring to the world. And yeah, the world will go on, but it won't be the same. It could be so much better with everybody doing their part and walking that walk, thinking that, you know, it's no big deal. It is a big deal because whatever is put on your heart and whatever your purpose is that you were placed on this earth, there was a plan. And so it's up to all of us to execute it. If we're not executing it, shame on us. Um, go going back, well, going back to something you said, um, you know, about, about what well, you were referring to my thing about victim, about people who don't want to change. Um, I spent years at that too, you know, in positions where, uh, it, it drains your energy when you're trying to help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. And that was really hard for me to accept that. I mean, that was a huge plus for me when I finally realized, Oh, they really don't want help. <laughs> they really don't want help. I don't know if you guys know who the monkeys are. I mean, I, that dates who I am. They have a song where called DW Washburn, where this, that the Salvation Army goes and tries to save this guy. And he, say, he says, you know, I, I, I don't have a job. I don't have a boss. I got a bottle of wine in my hand. I'm good. I don't need, I don't need to be saved. Go save somebody else. <laughs> I just heard that this morning. It's like, go save somebody else. Well, it's like, exactly. Let go. If they don't want to be saved you know, from themselves, that's okay. Maybe their time will come where they want to. But you can't force that from the inside and uh, so that that's just so important to me is stuff to, to and I love everybody I I truly love people and I I try not to I, I don't think I'm very judgmental I used to be I'm not anymore people are people they do what they do and it's not my place to judge 
of, of where they are or what they want. That's their, that's their deal. But for me, um, if someone says, help me, I will help them. But if I offer my help and they say, well, eh, and, okay, that's, that's good. We're all good. You know, so yeah, it, it's a hard lesson to learn. I think for us, us who, who have compassion for others, you know, we just want to save the world, <laughs> but you can't, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I'll mute myself. <laughs> I completely agree with that. It, especially in, in your close relationships, it's really hard. It's really hard when you are on a certain path and you know that this is a great way to live and you know, you think that, those people around you want the same thing, but at the end of the day, they're just not willing to commit to that, that change and they're comfortable in their safety. And it's really hard to let, let that go, especially when you're living day to day with it. And it's, it's tough, but it's a, a good lesson to learn and in patience because hopefully they'll come around. Do you ladies have any final comments for each other or anything else that we spoke about? I just want to say I think you're all incredible and I'm so happy to have met you and heard your story and this has been absolutely a pleasure. And I say ditto to that. Um, I, I love meeting like-minded individuals and that doesn't mean that we're exactly alike but it means that we're looking forward and we're trying to do our best trying to be our best i have a, a friend that has this well it's actually from a church thing i think but they have the the uh the phrase well there's good stuff that you can do there's better stuff you can do but there's also the best stuff you can do and i feel like all of us are going after the best you know and trying to help others have the same so thank you for letting me be a part of this. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I, uh, Abigail, I, I bow down to you. I, 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 I opened up QuickBooks at one point and I just stared at the screen and it was like, I, I don't get it at all. And so I went and hired a bookkeeper too because I, I don't understand it. It's one of those stressful things, but um, but yeah, and you get, and I think that that goes to what you were saying earlier. With um, sometimes we we need help, and we recognize that we need help, but we don't know that there's help available. That is something that was was it was so like such a big lesson to learn in in my transition and all of that because I knew something was going on. I knew that there was stuff going on since my childhood that I didn't know, I didn't have words for. I didn't have an, the ability to just even say. I just thought it was something that I had to handle on my own. And that was such a massive, massive just shift. And so, um, so to be in a space now where I can just say, you know, I, I am here to help whenever anybody needs needs it. Um, you know that I can't go through the world anymore thinking, oh well, people will find me if they need help. Um, because there's a lot of times where we we 
you know, we need help, but we don't know how to ask for it. We don't even know that help is available. So I commend you for that. And I just thank you for, for this ability to, and platform to, to share. So. Well, like I said earlier, um, to the listeners, I want you guys to hear, I'm offering for every podcast, we're offering every woman that you've heard to come on and do an individual session so you can hear more on what it is that they do. And Ellie, like you said, I was in mental health for 20 years and I'm a psychologist. But the reality of it is, is that a lot of people, you know, I tell people all the time, people notice things are different or notice that things are wrong and they never get involved. You know, that's not my business or you know, they never help or extend a hand. And I call myself a mental wellness coach because people are afraid of mental health issues. But the reality of it is, as women and as business owners, we're actually at risk more. I don't see it talked about, but we're telling everybody not to worry about what people think and what the world thinks. And now here we are, our image and everything is based on what people think of us. So I still have my mental wellness platform and I still do coaching, but I'm also trying to connect women because we have to have that social aspect in order for that fulfillment to be fulfilled. And a lot of people don't think that, and especially working from behind a screen, it's very easy, like I said earlier, to get lost. And if we don't intentionally connect, then you will have a lot of people disconnected. And so I'm doing a newsletter and I will be starting speed networking soon. So you guys don't worry about, this platform because it's just getting bigger and now you are a part of it. So welcome to the family. Um, so like I said, you guys joined CEO of she, um, a lot of the women that have been on, I think I had 22 women last week. So y'all it's, it's, it's amazing. And just imagine how many women we're encouraging to have the faith to, to step up and, and fulfill their dreams. That just excites me every day. Um, so thank you guys for being here. And make sure you get plugged in on, on the website and on the Facebook group. And also tell me any way I can support you and help you. And um, Laura, I will put your book information on my website, nobodygreaterinc.com, because many of us need that. And I'm now creating a list of books so that I can make myself stop working sometimes and read. Because now I have a reason to get away from the screen because I'm meeting all of these authors and it's in inspiring me. I've wanted to write for like 30 years, but I was like, I don't have any knowledge to write about. And every day I learn something different and how different each one of us story is, but also uh, Abigail, like, like, like your niche has nothing to do with me. <laughs> we can gain so much value from listening to each other. So thank you ladies. Look forward to talking to you more. Um, listeners, tune in. Um, we This is podcast number one of the day. We have another one this evening and another tomorrow. So you guys uh, spread the word and stay powerful. Have a wonderful day.